Hello, and welcome to Open the Light, a podcast where we discuss family, friends, careers, and just about all of life's light bulb moments from the first generation American perspective. I'm your host, Abby Sadoy, and I'm thrilled to be on this journey with you all. With every episode, I'll be right by your side, diving deep into your feels to connect, inspire, and celebrate who we are as pioneers of a new generation. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in for today's episode. Uh, Today, I am solo. It being the last episode of the season, I wanted to end it in an intimate and direct and personal way. So here I am about to speak with you all about kind of just what's been on my mind, what's going on in the world, and just the state of things inside and out. So For a while, I've been thinking about exactly what it is I wanted to talk about, and there are literally so many things that I could speak on with the world being the way it is and how much fucking bullshit that's happened within the last year and a half, but I mainly wanted to speak on just two things, and that's one, growth, and two, optimism. I think I can speak for almost everyone when I say that this past year, year and a half was a tremendous period of growth. Like, do y'all feel the same way? Like there hasn't been, for me at least, there hasn't been one person I've spoken to who hasn't gone through something, who hasn't uh, contemplated their life choices or hasn't looked at things at a different perspective. And let's be real, that's hugely because of the pandemic right? When everything is shut down and you're forced in the house, your distractions are limited. So your mind is taking you to places you don't want it to go. You start questioning things in your life you never thought about and one could get overwhelmed. I know I did. In fact, quarantine amplified everything that I was already going through. Um, Just within the past year and a half, I went through a breakup. I got my MBA. I lived in three different states. I experienced three different deaths in my family. I lost 35 pounds. And probably the biggest thing, uh, I began going to therapy all in the middle of a fucking global pandemic. So my nervous system was shot in so many ways to say the absolute least. I had no choice but to really sit with myself during these difficult moments and really think about, you know, what lessons do I take from this? What is this supposed to teach me? How can I become a better, more evolved me from this experience? I had no choice but to grow. And answering all of these questions, it was excruciating. During therapy, I uncovered so many layers of myself, things I didn't want to confront, things that I thought that I was healed from but wasn't and things that I didn't think were affecting me but were in a big way. But that's growth, you know? Pandemic or no pandemic, I feel like there there comes a point in everyone's life where it's not just about uncovering what you want to do with your life as far as a career. It's more so figuring out who the hell you are. So once I started going to therapy, I understood why my triggers were my triggers. I understood why I move the way I move, why I obsess over things more than others. And 
to uncover all of that, uh, to shed a light on it, to give it a name, anxiety, depression, what have you, that, what I learned, that is just the beginning. Um, Have you ever watched the movie uh, The Conjuring 2, the sequel, the one where uh, Ed and Lorraine go to London to help that family and in the end, uh, spoiler alert, uh, Lorraine finds out that the way to get rid of the demon is to know its name. Knowing its name had dominion over the demon. And it's the same thing when it comes to your trauma and your own demons. Because when you put a name to it, you can do something about it. I can't speak for everyone, but that's how I felt when my therapist began putting names to things. Like, oh, what you have is anxiety or oh, what you experienced there was depression or what you're going through are abandonment issues. What you described just now was textbook abuse. But when you're showing symptoms of something, your doctor diagnoses you with a condition in order to treat you properly, right? So naming it is just the start and the real work begins soon after. Um, There comes a point where you can no longer deny your trauma. That's what I learned. Um, you got to deal with your trauma before your trauma deals with you. And that manifests in a million different ways. It's a much bigger, it's much bigger than a quarter life crisis, you know, as the phrase that millennials tend to use. Um, growth, growth is scary. Growth is painful, but growth is necessary. And therapy is just one of many ways that people can go through that growth Um, that's the way that I chose to go. Um, it wasn't an easy decision to make. I will, I will say for years that I've been flirting with the idea of it, um, for so long because in the back of my mind, I knew what it would require. Um, but I just wasn't ready for it until I was. And, you know, I always advocate for it. There shouldn't be a stigma towards someone for going to a mental health professional. It, It should be regarded as just as important as going to the doctor for a physical ailment. Um, Mental health therapy should be affordable and accessible to all communities, point blank period. So if you are in therapy right now or thinking about going to therapy, I wanted to mention one thing for you to consider, and it is this. Therapy works if and only if you tell the absolute truth, no matter how ugly it is. And this one was hard for me, especially in my community, in my family. In my family, no one cares about your feelings, you know? No one's talking about it. No one's fucking asking you your feelings on something. No one's considering your opinion. There there was no point during my childhood where we had one of those fucking... Danny Tanner heart to heart let's just talk and hug this shit out moments no so the thought of me going into a therapist's office sitting on that couch and talking to a whole ass stranger about my issues was completely ludicrous and it's likely that you're feeling that same way especially if you grew up the same way I did um but I promise you if you step out of that mindset and step out of your comfort zone When you come out of the other side, it's going to be so worth it. The journey to getting there is, I'm not going to lie, it's it's going to suck. It's going to be painful, but you got to get through it. 
you got to go through the ring to get to the rainbow. But I'm emphasizing growth because growth and healing, it really truly is the pathway to peace. And God knows just how much peace we need in this world right now. Goodness. I'm not an expert by any means. I'm not a licensed therapist. I'm certainly not a damn life guru. But one thing I know for sure is that peace just does not come without a series of growth episodes, man. Peace does not come without you knowing who you are and what you stand for. Peace requires inner work, which is not easy to do, but, you know, easier said than, it's easier said than done, but it's better done than said. All right, second thing, optimism. Now, I know that in recent times, it is hard as fuck to have optimism. No matter where you look, there's always something negative to look at. There's always some sort of fucking bad news that's popping up every five minutes. Especially if you're part of a marginalized group, it feels like there's a long ass list that just doesn't end. Um, I know the news for the past year has been hard for me to watch because of (sighs) all the attacks on on Asians especially the elderly just seeing the seeing all of the video clips is just so heartbreaking like it, it was painful painful for me to watch i mean the shooting in georgia especially it that one hit close to home but what was actually for lack of a better word comforting um about these circumstances was two things uh one was seeing the amount of support that our community received after, um, you know, all of these incidences. There was support that we see that we received from public figures to strangers to some politicians, um, but the outpouring of support was nice to see. Uh, I I hope they'll keep. I'll hope they keep that same energy moving forward. But I, you know, I guess where that's where the optimism has to kick in, right? The the audacity of hope needs to be present. Um, second thing, second thing I found positive was the Asian community allowing light to shine on our issues. The Asian community speaking up and being okay with sharing not just our issues per se, but our humanity. For far too long, the cultural norm of keeping quiet when things happen to you has been around. And I think that a lot of folks in our community, particularly people in my age range, the millennial age group, are understanding that that cultural norm a lot more they're understanding that cultural warm or not more. And, um, there's, they're understanding that there's nothing to be ashamed of, um, if something has happened to you and that you shouldn't be ashamed or ostracized for being a victim or being victimized in a specific situation. Um, you know, that's a big reason why the huge, surge in Asian attacks are not even the most accurate number because a lot of attacks are not even being reported um, because a lot of folks are ashamed that this happened to them so they keep quiet. That's that cultural norm. But with all of the stories that have come out, 
seeing that we're not alone. There is courage in speaking out and there is peace in speaking your truth and circumstance and in doing so you are helping out a lot of people including me which um, leads me to share this next story that very few people in my life know about Um, but I'm about to share it with you all here so here is a very very short story about my very first hate crime So this time last year, I was living in Texas with my then boyfriend. We were living in an apartment complex right in the beginning of the AAPI attacks. And by this point, many stories have already been out about, uh, you know, an an elderly Asian woman being attacked here a grandpa being murdered in some other part of the country. This was also when um, words like Kung Flu were being poisonously spread around. So the news was just traumatizing to me every day, um, especially being an Asian American woman. Um, At that time, my boyfriend and I were dog sitting for a friend of his. And the morning that he got up to go walk the dog, we found that someone had spray-painted a swastika on our front door. Now, was it motivated because I was Asian? I don't know. Was it completely racially motivated given that my boyfriend and I were people of color? I don't know. There there are a lot of questions I don't know the answer to. Um All I know is that there was no other door in the complex that was painted. All I know is that there were very, 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 very few other people that looked like this in that complex. Um, As you can imagine, I was floored. I was completely like, that was something I couldn't comprehend. But seeing a symbol like that on a place that's supposed to be your safe haven uh it it was traumatic for me and the only two people that I told this to was uh my manager if it affected me so much that I couldn't work I was literally at work for like an hour before I asked him to meet with me so I could tell him what happened and thankfully He was empathetic enough to let me go home and take the day off. And the other person was my therapist. I told her that I had never experienced anything like that before. And I just, like even now saying this story to you guys, I I just can't even fathom that level of hate being placed on us and to know that there are people like that out in this world just sickens me. Um, of course, you know, I thank God that nothing else happened after that. I was thankful that spray paint was all that happened, all that happened because it could have been much worse. Um, but why am I telling you all this? Well, it's because after listening to people who look like me or people who have been through similar life experience, uh, tell their stories. 
whether it be on the news or on social media, it makes me feel less alone. It makes me believe that it will always get better. And most of all, it makes me feel much more empowered to have the strength to live my truth every day and help others live theirs. And that's the power of optimism, the power of having hope that your circumstances are not your life sentence. No matter how fucking shitty your situation is, having the audacity to believe in a better day is what's going to get you on the other side. I promise you that. So, and you know, this, the past year, past year and a half was rough, man. It was rough for all of us. I can, I can hear the collective sighs and and groans from all of you listening. And I know you're tired. I'm tired. We are all tired. We've been through too much, but you know what? We're still here. We are still here and I'm proud of us for that. We're all growing and evolving in our own way. And I think, I think we're all grown enough to understand that the process is painful. It's not easy going from caterpillar to butterfly, but who can you truly be without change? You know, embrace the struggle and always believe you'll come out stronger and wiser and much, much more aligned. Well, that is it, y'all. We made it through season one. The first full season is in the books. I really, truly cannot be more thrilled. I'm very happy with the start of this passion project of mine. It took a while to complete this first season, but I have learned so much. I've gotten such wonderful feedback along the way and I cannot wait to take all that I've learned and bring it with me uh, to future episodes. I can't wait to share new segments with you all and have even more in-depth conversations with new guests around topics that don't get talked about a lot. Um, Special shout out to Kyle Chipman and Jake Fuqua for their incredible cover artwork and of course my season one guests dania clark jose rodriguez danielle guevara akila joseph and miko thompson thank you so much for your time i couldn't have done it without you and of course i thank each and every one of you listeners for being on this journey since the beginning when we launched in august of 2020 Uh, I love you, I appreciate you, and I'm proud of you for opening the opportunity for conversation and healing. And trust me, we are just getting started. Of course, we won't be going anywhere. Don't forget to follow us on the gram at Open the Light Podcast and like our page on Facebook at Open the Light Podcast for the latest content and updates. I am your host, Abby Sadoy. It has been such a joy speaking into this microphone time and time again. I cannot wait until we debut and open the light to season two in the fall. But in the meantime, happy living.